You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Inside Purple and Gold. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. We are about 12 hours removed from the Vikings' 33-26 win over the New England Patriots on Thanksgiving. Good win for the Vikings, so that'll be a good day for them. Even better day for us, though. We finally have a new co-host. Um, Tom Schreier, he has joined us a few times in the past. The editor over at Zone Coverage covers everything Minnesota sports. And he decided to add another thing to his busy, busy <laughs> schedule um, as as our co-host, our permanent co-host, replacing our, our good friend, Jace Frederick. Tom, we're happy to have you on board. How you doing? No, I'm excited. It's been fun doing the show. It's fun to have something to hold over Jace's head. I'll make sure to do that next time we're both covering a Wolves game. Um but no, I'm excited, and it's pretty fun to kind of kick it off with with a game like this. I know you could argue the Buffalo one was maybe a little more exciting, but man, primetime Justin Jefferson is something. Yeah, man. So, like, yeah, let's just go there first, and, and, and we'll get into kind of some other in-the-weeds things about, you know, there was some interesting comments in, in press conferences after the game. But the game itself, 33-26, <laughs> I, I don't know, like, it, it felt a little bit like a lot of the Vikings games this year where mm-hmm. you're coming down the home stretch. The Vikings are either trailing or tied against a team that they probably should be like blowing past. <laughs> yeah. But, I, you know, it, it, it's, it's a different beast, though, when you go up against a Bill Belichick Patriots team. Mm-hmm. And I, I frankly, I think the Vikings played pretty well for the most part this whole game. But what was your biggest takeaway when, when you look at this game and, and kind of how the Vikings were able to pull it out once again down the stretch? Yeah, so I kind of wondered if Kevin O'Connell, so O'Connell, and you know, and granted, he's never going to say anything negative about Belichick going into the week, but, you know, he's like, man, I'm just so excited that, you know, like the Patriots drafted me, which obviously means Belichick did. Belichick caught him without any explanation a year later, literally spent a third round pick on him, and then he had a terrible game the year Brady goes down. He was like, get out of here. I'm going with Matt Castle and I think Brian Hoyer or something. I'm trying to think of who the quarterbacks were, but like, uh, he was he wasn't there for that long. He's always because he was drafted by the Patriots, I guess, being associated with them. But he talks about oh, I have notes from Belichick and this guy's the king or whatever. And like, 
I was worried. If you think back to the Super Bowl where McVay played Belichick and it was like this super powered offense didn't do anything. I think scored three points. Mm -hmm. Look at the audio from NFL films. I dug this out for a story I wrote. He's McVay is gushing over Belichick. And you think of like Belichick, who's he acts like a hungover guy basically all the time. Yeah. He's like, bugger off, man. Why are you so, why are you talking to me? You know, and like, McVay's like, you're everything that's right about coaching. You can make your team look all these different ways and yada, yada, yada. And you, you see this guy who, you know, McVay obviously is kind of the pinnacle of the young coaches and, and, and uh, O'Connell obviously is directly um, compared to him because he was on the staff. Like I was like, O'Connell can't go into this game on a short week and be like, yeah, they're just going to take out Jefferson and let, you know, let's beat him with Hawkinson and Thielen and, and rush, you know, running with Cook. And I think as soon as I love the player introductions for the Vikings, I think they do a good job with it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they kind of have this camera in the tunnel of the players coming out. And some of these guys like don't want any part of it. Cousins kind of looks down and runs through the thing. As I, I would look down and run. Like, yeah, if, oh, if I would too. I would too. It's just some of these guys, you know, like Kendrick. So when it's the defense's turn comes out, he's so you see kind of this unbridled joy or whatever. Some of these guys really see their personality come out. Justin Jefferson cups one of his ears, cups the other, comes out with the gritty. And I was like, he's part of the game plan. Like, like there's no way like you could do that and you know go for 33 yards again, like you did against Dallas. Yeah. And and you bring up that Dallas game, like that's why this game was so important, right? Mm-hmm. Like it kind of goes without saying, but you you get crushed by 37 on national television in America's game of the week and in, in yeah. a large test kind of coming off that, that emotional Buffalo win. Mm-hmm. And this was like a must win for the Vikings, not in the sense of like, like they're going to win the North. Like they could lose mm-hmm. out and probably win the NFC yeah. North, but this was a must win as far as like resetting expectations. Because after that 37 point loss, I think a lot of the rhetoric was, okay, this is the Vikings team that is going to show up if, if not everything goes right. So I think mm-hmm. on a short week against a tough team for them to come out, there were ups, there were downs, but for the most part, a, a solid game. I think it was huge for kind of them internally in the locker room. I think it was huge. Mm-hmm. I know they don't pay attention to the national rhetoric, but you know, from that perspective, well, that was big, but you mentioned Justin Jefferson, like, Bill Belichick is someone who likes to quote, let make other teams play Mm -hmm, mm left-handed because he's going to take away your best guy and he's going to make, you know, the secondary, the tertiary players beat you. Mm -hmm. Justin Jefferson beat the Patriots yesterday. Nine for 139, a touchdown past Randy Moss for the most receiving yards in your first three seasons. I think he passed or tied Adam Thielen for the most a hundred yard games in as, as a Vikings player, which is Locker. insane because yeah. he's played two and a half seasons in the league. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was just spectacular yesterday. And I, I don't think we can say there aren't enough superlatives in the world to talk about how good that guy is. Yeah. I mean, there's something you kind of, usually the tight end is seen as a safety blanket and we shouldn't take away from like what Hawkinson did. He had his first touchdown. I think he's mm-hmm. been really, really good for a guy who like came over in a trade and, and even in that first game against Washington was ready to go. Um, having said that, like there's things Justin Jefferson do- does that like, doesn't make sense. You know, like mm-hmm. we, we kind of know like what coverage a guy should be in and what leverage he has to make a play. Like we, we kind of understand, I mean, like he's, he's faster than most players. He does, he does little subtle things, right. You know, he catches the ball and he'll kind of just like skirt past the guy and let him, you know, buzz yes. by while he's trying to make the tackle. There's times he gets hit. Like you think of that first throw, like cousins kind of wires it in there. And I was like, did Jeff, you know, did Jefferson just die? Like, like he just got crumpled on that play. 
and he gets up and he's fine. And you're like, I don't know how he did that, but he's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's obviously route running and some techniques and some of that can be explained, but some of it is truly like, he's just determined to catch the ball. We know that from the Buffalo catch. Right. Um, but like even the double coverage throw where cousins were like, well, it's a North South South route and the double coverage is East West. And that's why I made that throw. I was like, he made that throw because you know Justin Jefferson mm-hmm. is going to catch it. And so he continues to be like, hey, give Cousins a reason to to throw him the ball. And he, for all the showman aspect, you can do that if you can back it up. And he can. He's talked about it. Nine yards, 139. Or sorry, nine catches, 139 yards. Yeah. And that's the most interesting part about this new development. And we, we've always known Justin Jefferson is spectacular from week three of his rookie year against the Tennessee Titans, when he exploded onto the scene, you knew this guy was box office. You knew he was going to be good, but I think like, and it goes back to even Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen in his prime Mm -hmm. with Kirk cousins as quarterback. It was almost like, just throw them the ball, like Mm -hmm. just throw them the ball, give them a chance. And Kirk cousins got to where he is in the NFL, largely because he's just done the quote right thing all the mm-hmm. time played it the right way played it safe close to the vest take care of the football and so you you didn't see him taking these 50 50 ball shots downfield as with nearly as much frequency as he is this year mm-hmm. and, and i think we'll get into this on in our next segment but like it's been a welcome sight to watch kirk cousins give justin jefferson a chance to catch these balls because uh, He's not open. A lot of the times he's not. He's covered. It's truly a 50-50 ball. But as we're coming to learn, like even when he is covered, he's not covered. Like no one Mm -hmm. can cover this guy. So I think you're right. Like the way he's able to consistently put this stuff on film is giving Kirk Cousins more, you know, reason to throw his way to to, to trust him in those situations. And every time he's done so far this season – Justin Jefferson has come up big and, and last night was no exception. Yeah. I think some of it is, is cousin talks about enablement. And I think the most interesting thing to me, and I noticed it kind of in the Arizona game and definitely in the Buffalo game is like, he's allowed to make a mistake like that Buffalo game. People forget it. Cause it was such a spectacular game and a hundred things happened and the Vikings won late, but like he nearly fumbled like tripping over his own guy and thrown it at cook for some reason. He yep. threw two interceptions. One of them, he literally like thought the, uh, Buffalo defender was Jefferson, which yep. we can get into why I, I don't know. But like um, in this one, I mean, he had a pretty ugly interception. I know Connell was like, it's not me in the play call, but I was like, I think it's on Kirk for throwing in the wrong spot. Um, and then KJ Osborne only had one reception, but he stole the ball from the, mm-hmm. the defender on a very similar out route kind of play. So like, you know, I think uh, I know Zimmer said last year, like, Cousins can throw interceptions. I'm fine with him going deep. There's no way you can build that trust when like they just started watching film together after like a couple of years. And like, mm-hmm. it was obvious Zimmer wanted to spend the money on the defense and he wasn't thrilled that they threw all this money at cousins. Um, and it's just like, he, there's no way he's actually okay with like an interception that would put the defense in a precarious spot. And it's not like O'Connell is like cool with that either. He just, I think he understands like, a player has to take a risk at some point in order to maximize the weapons he has and play within the offense. And I think when you have this kind of echo chamber in a positive way of O'Connell going, throw deep, this is a shot play, right? Mm-hmm. And and Jefferson going, I know Justin Jefferson gets frustrated, but he's in general pretty on board with Cousins, it seems. And so he's like, yeah, just throw it to me. I understand if you throw an interception. And he's hearing this from multiple people. I just think it enables Kirk to make a mistake. 
And this is actually one of his better. I mean, is it his best primetime performance? Because like technically the Bills game wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Um, he was confident, like even on that throw to Thielen, like he threw it a little late and I knew they got the look they wanted. And there, there's all this rhetoric of how they like checked out of that play multiple times until finally they got the look they wanted. But he just stepped into a throw, launched it over a guy and Thielen did his part with the with the, you know, toe tap in the end zone. So it's just it, Cousins is different, I think, in part because he's enabled in part because he can make mistakes. Yeah, for sure. And and like there he had a specific quote post game that that I'll bring up next segment that that I think is a complete embodiment of everything you're talking about. But I was impressed with how he was able to bounce back yesterday. After that that interception, uh, you know, he basically threw it directly to Jonathan Jones. And <laughs> Jonathan Jones took it to into the red zone. Mm-hmm. Patriots scored shortly after that. It, those are the things that used to derail Kirk Cousins for the entire duration of the football game from that point forward, that has not been the case this year. And it was just really impressive to watch him respond to that. Um, What was like going back to Jefferson, what was your, there was the 37 yard reception down the right sideline with the East West double coverage that you were Mm -hmm. talking about. Yeah. And there was the 36 yard reception on the left sideline that set up Adam Thielen's game winning touchdown. Which one Mm -hmm. was more impressive to you? Because both of them, as soon as Justin Jefferson gets the ball, you know he's getting smashed, and and he knows he's getting smashed. Yeah, which one stood out to you more? I guess they honestly both were because yeah, I was going to say you could throw the you could throw the touchdown in there too. Like I think Kirk kind of put him in a tough spot. Yeah, I don't know really, yep. what he can, but you know usually if that linebacker sitting there, it's like he's going to hit your guy pretty hard. So I think I think it's the East West one in part. I mean, obviously there's Kirk's part that he kind of just even though that's like a risky pass, he actually did it academically. Now, maybe it's after the fact that he kind of like, he kind of figured it out for himself. But I do, part of me thinks is as much as maybe Cousins is more limited, obviously with his legs for sure, but you know, than other quarterbacks, he is like, he's pretty smart in terms of how he, he talked about after the game, how he's a perfectionist and tormented by the mistakes mm-hmm. he makes or whatever. I, I mean, I love that throw. And I just, it's one of those things where you, when you watch it live, like because you've seen this so many times you're like there's just too much congestion for lack of a better word and like someone will, there, there's literally like four defensive hands and two from the receiver right and you're like the defense should knock it down like you know what i mean like that that just that play shouldn't happen it's, yeah. again it's not like the buffalo play but it's like justin jefferson made something really difficult look really unique and, and cousins talked about how there's no alligator arms he's he's you know reaching out and and fully committed to making the play and I get part of this is Justin Jefferson probably being like, I want to keep showing him I'm going to make these catches because I don't want to, I want him to throw me the ball. Right. But part of it is just, this is a natural ability. Like there was so much of Randy Moss on the big screen, obviously because of that 98 game uh, Thanksgiving coming out party against the Cowboys. There's also Randy Moss is just the funniest dude ever. Like him making fun of Madden Summerall for being old, you know, he's on the Mm -hmm. headset eating the Turkey or whatever, but that was kind of Moss too. Like Moss, you couldn't guard him because he wasn't worried about catching the ball. He just threw his arms out at the last second when he knew the ball was close. And I think something got ingrained in Jefferson that he's a great route runner. I'm sure he studies the tape, but also he's convinced he's going to catch anything near him. And there's some validation, obviously we make a play like that. So yeah, it was just, it's just kind of this natural inclination to think like, Mm, that's that's gonna be an incomplete pass and i kind of had to do a double take when i was like <laughs> right. oh he actually got that and so yeah. i guess that's the most impressive one yeah and it's like you said it's becoming a regular occurrence with him like that ball should not be completed oh wait that ball was completed mm-hmm. 
because he is so spectacular. I want to leave people with this before we kind of move on to our next segment. After the game, Justin Jefferson talking to reporters was asked about breaking Moss's record, you know, three, three seasons in the league, most receiving yards ever in NFL history, new record that Justin Jefferson now has to his name. And he has like five games more to add to it. So that record is going to be almost untouchable, but he was asked what it means to him to pass Randy. And he said, it means a lot. It means that my course of reaching the hall of fame is near. (laughs) Dude, he played two and a half years in the league. I understand like Justin Jefferson is a surefire hall of famer. If he continues to stay healthy and produce in the way he has, but man, that dude cracks me up too because we're two and a half years in. We're already talking Hall of Fame, and and I mean, you have to be like five years retired to even qualify for the Hall of Fame. So the Hall of Fame is so far away from Justin Jefferson's reality. Um, but I love the confidence. I really yeah. Do. I think I give him the benefit of the doubt for a few reasons. Like a, he has he has not said he's the best receiver. Like he kind of refuses <laughs> to go on cameras. I know that's like such a goofy thing, but yeah. his his answer was actually realistic. He's like, I don't determine that. And honestly, this is going into the season, obviously. And he's like, look, there's other guys that are pretty good. Cooper Cup, pretty good player, right? Um, he has gotten upset with Cousins famously during the quarantine when you could hear everything. He he cursed, I guess, in general and was like, Kirk, throw me the ball. For God's sake, I'm open in the end zone. <laughs> you know, but like he has been able to overcome that even within the course of a game. Um, and, you know, here's the thing. If you can, if you can back up what you're saying, it's – it comes off differently, right? I mean, he sure. is playing like a Hall of Fame player. He was not the first guy drafted. We know, you know, Rager famously went right before him. And, you know, even going back to like the LSU stuff, I mean, he had family connections there and it was his local school, but like he was not like this big recruit coming out. So maybe not self-made in the sense we think of like Thielen coming out of Mankato and Detroit Lakes and walking onto his favorite team and somehow becoming a star player, but like self-made in the sense that this was not like, he was not preordained as a star receiver. He, he is, if you look at the draft class, like outside of lamb, like most of those guys were not very good. Um, mm-hmm. And so he's, he's set himself apart. And I think the play on the field has to stay, but like, he's also in a situation to do it. I know people listen cousins isn't like Alan Mahomes, like obviously these star guys, but like he's a good savvy veteran receiver. I think, I think Randy Moss would have taken the cousins type over all these random guys they threw at him in his career when he was in Minnesota. And I think the other thing is like, it's pretty clear that Jefferson, I think he said something along the lines. I came in the middle of this quote, but like, he was like, yeah, there's something about having an offensive coach, right? The yeah. fact that he's like the, it always seems like Zimmer was like, we have the defense and then there's two other components and we don't talk about him much. Yeah. <laughs> like O'Connell has embraced it separately, right? He is an offensive guy. He trusts Donatello with a lot of the, the defensive stuff, but he seems to acknowledge it as an important part of the, the game. And then, you know, just the fact that he has this guy, Matt Daniels, who's given everyone a special teams hat and all his players nicknames. And like, it feels like, special teams is as important or whatever as prioritized as it's ever been and honestly we should be talking about jefferson we should be talking about cousins the fact that kenne in a league where they're trying to outlaw the kickoff and i still don't understand why you wouldn't kick a touchback every time because the vikings got burned too with a 50 yard return or whatever but that dude somehow got by like three guys just squeaked by three guys and then was just gone and so you know they're being rewarded i understand the the questions with joseph missing an extra point again or whatever but in general, the special teams has been pretty good. The punter was pretty amazing, right, in that game. So I don't know. There's something about just like 
Jefferson, I think, knows he's in a position to succeed. He knows he's good enough, and therefore mm-hmm. he has this Hall of Fame rhetoric, which is ridiculous, but also he is backing it up. So, yeah. G- give me more of that, JJ. I I, I love it. So <laughs> I'll take it uh, anytime he wants to to dish out quotes like that. We'll we'll definitely take it. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about Kirk Cousins. Um, man, that guy has has he, the stats don't say he's been great this year, but all of his performances in clutch time have proven he's been great more on that when we come back.